All right. Welcome to the Bangers List podcast. Podcast where we talk about a new song every week from our growing playlist of new songs. But again, we're breaking the fucking rules. And you guys want to talk about Parkway Drive? I did. I'll let it. I'll let it pass. Who, whose idea was this? Guilty. Thanks, Daniel. I'll, All right, look. I'll take, so it's going to be another history lesson, I guess. Fantastic. The song we're going to look <laughs> oh, at yeah, is kind of. Shadow Boxing off their latest record, Reverence. Um, Fuck, are those your notes? Damn. Did you write notes? That's awesome. Fuck me, you wrote heaps of notes. I didn't write any. <laughs> I listened to the song for the first time today. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump and do a sample, take a second to get serious, and then we'll come back and we'll do the podcast. <laughs> All right. All right, Daniel, look, mate, so obviously you've become a big Parkway fan, like, you know, recently, would you say? Yeah, I'd say the past maybe four or five years, you actually got me into them. Thank you. Fuck kept for on me. A, you kept on sort of getting on my on my back about them, get into Parkway, get into Parkway. And I think what threw me off at first was back in the day, I didn't really like uh, metal songs that had no clean vocals in them whatsoever. And yeah. When I saw them live, everything changed. Mm. So when we saw them live a few years back, everything changed. So, yeah, um, thank you for getting uh, getting me into them. And uh, look, here we are now. Talking about On them. the bangers list. Um, so this song for them, this whole album, like they've slowly evolved over the past two albums, the past half a decade or so. What's the record called? Reverence. And before that, playing at yeah, home. And for, yeah. before that, there was Ire. And the band itself went from just straight, you know, metal, metalcore to this new kind of, you know, new metal, as you might say. There's a lot of spoken word in this and there's choruses and there's not clean vocals so much, but more singing. Yeah, I'd call it stadium core. Stadium core, yeah, because they've become, Parkway Drive themselves have become a headlining act for European tours. Massively so, holy Uh, fuck, massively so. And fair enough, and it's not a cop-out or a sell-out by them, it's you've got your best, best interest at heart and you want to make profit. That was your neck fucking cracking. You reckon the microphone Fuck picked that me. up? I reckon so. Yeah, yeah that was just, Anyway, yeah. carrying on. Yeah, so that's that. Anyway, the song itself, um, you know, it starts with a little bit of rap, I guess. It's, he's talking about- his Spoken bro- word, I Spoken call word. It, yeah. Is it rapping? What constitutes rapping? Um, I don't know. It has to be rhythmic, right? rap. First thing- like, like syllables rhyming and like rhyming patterns and syllab- stuff like that, I Syllables guess. are on the beats and stuff, basically. Yeah. But I mean, like we've all heard what Tom. rap is these days. Like, even Eminem doesn't know what rap is anymore. It's, that's he did a whole record about not knowing what the fuck rap was. <laughs> good on him. Like, you listen to Kamikaze, it's him just being like, well, I fucking have no idea anymore. <laughs> he just does whatever. He's going to leave, yeah. Yeah, so that's what we're trying to talk about here, the freedom of choice in music and whatever you want to do, you can do. Yeah. Um, all right, Peanut. Daniel, go well, ahead, mate. Look, I wouldn't say, first of all, I wouldn't say that it's uh, spoken words or a, a rap or new metal style. I, I'd call this uh, Winston's first real take on melodic singing. Winston is the singer's name for the reference. Yes, Winston is Winston McCall, the lead singer, everyone. Um, seems like a top dude, by the way. But, yeah, this is probably the first, to my recollection anyway, the first time he's given a, a really good crack at uh, proper clean vocals. Yes, he's he's done sort of the spoken words and the, the chants in the past, and but otherwise he's been all screamo unclean all the way through. And I think he did a, a pretty decent job. He's got good uh, a good baritone voice. And he said that word. You don't. <laughs> he, said the, he said the S word. 
What S word? Screamo. Oh. <laughs> well, that's that's cardinal sin number one. <laughs> mm, sorry, unclean. No, is that better? That's, that's is like, that better? Yeah. All right. All right. My OCD. Correction. Can we edit yeah. that out, Joel? <laughs> um, no. If you dig a hole, you stay in it. <laughs> whatever. I like. I like this hole. It's all good. Um, Plenty of screamo in there. <laughs> I think he. Uh, I think he did a, a really great job. He's stepping outside his comfort zone, and that's what this whole song's about. Yeah, and like this whole podcast, it's going to be Julian just, he didn't enjoy the song, so he's going to be making smart-ass comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never said I didn't enjoy it. Mm. Oh, well, do you enjoy this song? Do you like this song? <laughs> I think Daniel was talking. Oh. I didn't want to, I don't want to tell I was going to put you <laughs> It was on a roll. <laughs> yeah, keep going. So the spoken word stuff, um, look, uh, the thing is, rap is probably should be like um, very melodic. No, that's completely the wrong word. Very rhythmic. Rhythmic. Right? Has to be very rhythmic and structured quite well for it to work, right? Um, and usually when you're rapping, to make words fit and work in your bars, there's a lot of syncopation, right? And syncopation is compression and extension of the notes, basically, for want of a longer description, right? And the rap in this or the talking isn't very syncopated at all. I think it's just quite steady like he is talking and there isn't much of that in it. But that's what I got from it. Anyway. It's weird to have rap in a metal song by this band who were juggernauts of the metal genre, right? Yeah. Well, Continue. And they've shown glimpses of it in previous albums too. Um, in Ire, Crushed, right? It's a much slower, anthemic kind of sound, but it still has that that similar kind of rap-esque vocal feel where it's yeah, almost okay. chanted I, kind yeah. of. He's, he's just, it's like spoken, aggressively spoken words. To a beat, basically. I'm, I'm going to say I don't think it's rap. They're rap mm. vocals at all. Okay. Like I, I don't. We'll get into what I think about them later. I would call them spoken word because it's mm. not. It's 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 like you say. He's not rapping. He's using his vocal style in a different way. I'm, it's hard to describe what I mean, but I think you touched on it before. He's not rapping per se. It's just a sort of like lower slung, aggressive talking. So yeah, it's like absolutely. my my out and out uncleans of which he's notorious for being one of the best in the industry. Like there, he wants to change the mood of it. You know, he's so sort of, he's, he's really angry, but he's like quite frustrated. Sort of like yeah, you two, can, two clenched fists, like, Oh fuck. You know, if I could scream at you right now, I could, but oh. yeah. he's got the emotion in his voice and yeah. a lot of the verses kind of crescendo into him screaming. Yeah. And he can kind of feel the growl, like building up, building up. And then he's yeah. into the yeah. And stuff. And back to this song, that's, that's what I really like about it. It's the build up. And it's got a really satisfying payoff, you know. Well, I think so anyway. You know how some songs like builds up, builds up, builds up, and just doesn't doesn't quite get there. Doesn't like quite a bit make of a orgasm, bit, <laughs> bit of a letdown. <laughs> I feel like uh, shadow boxing builds up really nicely. You start with the melodic uh, singing, the the low baritone uh, singing by Winston, and then he builds up into that uh, aggressive, shall we say, talking, and then and then he belts out his uh, uncleans. In the uh, in the chorus, and it just has a nice kind of build up and flow to it. And it's a different style for them. If you think back to their first, maybe even the second album, it was mm. just thrash the whole way through, right? Yeah, very intense, very fast. Lots of riffs. If, if you look at like just on oral, oral, you'd call it killing with a smile. It's nothing like it yet. Yeah, like, that was just balls to the wall. Eleven tracks of brutality. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like some of them had like softer bits in it, like hard to speak without a tongue. But like, yeah, it was just. Like intense the whole time, and then Horizons is very much the same. So, like you say, it is a quite a, a change for them. It's a, their creative direction has changed, and like we said, fair enough. If they're doing the whole Euro tour, they want to have stadiums full of people chanting their songs, singing with them. No worries, I get that. 
I have accepted it, Julian. Have you? Well, you're making out like I haven't. <laughs> okay. You know, I just didn't think you were too I happy. Feel, I feel like this where they've been, Where they've become, where they've come. I feel like there's some implied speech here. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of attacked. <laughs> it's interesting. I think we've all liked Parkway at different points, like Julian. So you liked them from the from the early days, right? Oh, well, okay. So, like, in a nutshell, I think Parkway Driver are a fucking amazing band. Mm. I just don't like the last three records I've done. I stopped three? listening after really? Deep Blue. Okay. I, okay. Atlas had parts that I liked, um, but I started listening to them when they just put out Killing with a Smile. Yeah. Which was like, oh. Is yeah, that early 2000s? 2005, that so, record. So they've been came around out. for a long time now. So don't That's close not- your eyes. I fucking, I was reading, I was listening to the podcast we did last week. I didn't get half the fucking dates right for the Slipknot record. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I referred to, I just wanted to clear this up. It's not Craig Thompson, it's Craig Jones is the sampler. I said that yeah. last week and I was like, Craig Thompson. Some kind I worked with like five years ago, his name's Craig Thompson. That's where I got that from. <laughs> On your anyway, Craig. Yeah, so let me get this wrong again. Like, don't close your eyes. It was like 2003 or four, and then Killing with a Smile was 2005. So again, like they've, you know, nearly 15, oh, nearly 20 years have been around. Punchline is I liked them back then. I don't really like anything they've done in the last decade, seven years, eight years, but they're a great band and they've evolved really fucking well. And I'm going to get sidetracked. Fuck this. Um, we hate Amity because they do the same thing for three records. We hate Parkway because they do something yeah. different every yeah. fucking record. Yeah, I'm like, like conceited assholes. Most people like don't, don't even like Deep Blue now. At the, at the time, people were frothing for that record. Because that was them going, we're not just a metalcore band. We're we're going to do like full blown like heavy metal stuff in our songs. Yeah, and as well. wasn't Deep Blue? It was a themed album or something. It was um they had something like an overarching the ocean. theme. Yeah, obviously. Well, it's ocean. written on your chest. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I am with Parkway. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're a great band, and they've gone mm. from strength to strength. And as much as I want to give them a hassle for like. A number of reasons, which we'll touch on later. I'm not going to because that's unethical and it's dumb. They've, they've, it, they're on a massive success train, so <laughs> it's great to see not only a good band but an Australian band exactly. up there punching yeah. in the in the heavyweight division in fucking Europe of all places. Yeah, like America and Europe, I feel are really tough markets. Mm. I just get the impression that Europe's a bit tougher mm. because it, you've got so many flavors in the melting pot. You know what I mean? Languages and all that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Go down. I was just going to say, at the same time, you've got a lot of uh, a lot of options to explore, and you're in Europe too. So um, they've made it, but they've they've you know they're headlining all these different festivals. But uh, I think it was most recently Bloodstock Festival back in August. They headlined that and about in front of about ten thousand people. Ten thousand? That's not very many. Well, I mean, you know, they can they might there are bigger European festivals out there for sure, but it's um. But the fact that they are headlining is just a, is phenomenal. Any yeah. any festival, like yeah. Yeah. in Europe, like over because they're not a local and, band. So yeah, they're not yeah. a local band. Okay. Yeah. I think the only place they haven't really hit yet, and I think they'll get their next album. Just the way the things are kind of sort of progressed is uh, in the US. They haven't really made it. You don't reckon they've I don't made think it? They've, oh, just looking yeah. at the charts and like, like and they can draw yeah. a crowd there now. But just looking at their chart success, they've had chart success in Australia. They've got last two albums got number one. I think uh, Atlas got number three as well. Um, and then in various European countries are getting top five, top six quite consistently. Um, and, <laughs> Sorry, uh, continue. and, uh, and US haven't been even be able to crack like the top 20. There you go. Different. That's a tough Morgan. market too, yeah. though, because there's a lot of metalcore in America. Mm. Like a lot of, I think there are more flavors. When I said there are flavors in Europe, like, because so, like each different country has different nuances of their heavy music, mm. like Scando metal, 
like Sweden to Finland to Norway, you could notice differences there. And then you've got like every other fucking country. There's like the Southeastern Europe and then there's the Western Europe and all sorts. Yeah. But yeah, America's also a tough market. Sorry, our, our sound engineer, Colin, who couldn't be here this week because uh, he's actually um, in Hawaii, just messaged me and said, listening to you three talk about prog and 7-4 is triggering me. <laughs> yeah, li- he must be listening to last week's episode. Yeah, um, should have had someone. Who was, was it? So they they did a tour last year, uh, North American tour. Parkway did, and they had uh, August Burns Red, Polaris, and I. Th- it wasn't Wage War. Who was it? There was a, there was a fourth. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada, I think. That was their Big undercard. Lineup. That's their undercard. I'm pretty sure it was, I know it was August Burns Red and Polaris, but I can't remember who the other ones were. That's a pretty fucking solid lineup for yeah. a, uh, an American tour, like a yeah. North American tour as well. So I think while they haven't cracked the charts, I think I, I'm not saying you're base. saying it, but it's yeah. it's not the only metric in which we Absolutely. should look at. But I'm yeah. not. Yeah, you're not saying that per se. Yeah. So. Yeah. And with yeah. their musical development, as we're talking about, so obviously this song Shadow Boxing, they'll play it live now. It's got a great reception, right? Mm. Fantastic, fair enough. But we came into Parkway years ago, right? There's probably people that are just listening to them for the first time now. So imagine you get this album first, right? And you love it and you listen to it and you go, oh, this is great. It's got all sorts of different elements in it. They're really creative. Then you go backwards through Parkway's like catalogue and you'll be fine. You probably have a different experience to what we would. Maybe they don't, some, then your audience doesn't like their older stuff, right? That's right. And if they're losing maybe like one fan here and there for the newer stuff, but then gaining like five, it wouldn't. Yeah. That's. If it's money it's that you're business. asking, it's the cost it's of business. doing business. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. but not not saying that they're gonna, they're selling out or they don't care. No, about their no, fan base. They the clearly the day, do. Yeah, they want to make a living for what they're doing, exactly. and that's how they can yeah. continue to do so. Exactly. And I think, um, from a like a creative standpoint, I think that's important for them as well because we talked about this last week with Spiders. How Jim Root said he loves the song so much because it shows a different side to them. Yeah, it's the same with Parkway here. Like they're stepping outside their comfort zone and trying some different things and. Mm-hmm. Um, progression. It is yeah. progression, and they've, they've, they've evolved, like you said earlier, yeah. Julian. Their sound is, for me, their, their sound is phenomenal now. Like, they're, I, I, no, I dig their older stuff too. I love the, the thrashy, dirtier sound too, but now it's just so tight. It's uh, sonically it's a whole, at a whole new level, and they add all these other extra bits and pieces into, like, the uh, in this the song. Violins. Um, the violins. The yeah. violins, the orchestral parts, you know. It um, adds a, another... Layer. Another layer to it, and it just yeah takes uh, takes them to another level for me. And and they brought all these, they brought orchestras on tour with them around Europe and stuff. And yeah, they they're, they're not just about the the record now; they're about the, the sure. live yeah, show the too, as well, the yeah. atmosphere, and that's the vibe they're going for. I think yeah. that, that's that European influence, the European festival. The really big out in their it's writing. Kind of, it's a visual thing as yeah. well. It's a feel like it's yeah. an all body feeling, all senses feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was actually the Devil Wears Prada, so that was okay, cool. yeah, it was them ABR. Always Bears Red, uh, The Devil Wears Prada, and Polaris. Now, like, obviously, Polaris are big in Australia. Those other two, like, they're like ABR and The, the Devil Wears Prada, like, those are two bands that can fucking stand up by themselves, yep. especially being North American bands. Mm-hmm. So for Parkway to be like, yo, jump on our undercard, like, that's a pretty big fucking deal. Do you know what I mean? Like, an overseas band to carry that kind of weight in America. Mm. So I think it's just sort of the charts they may not have cracked as well. But, yeah. you know, like, like you were saying, this is a definitely a lot friendlier. Um, reverence is a lot friendlier. Like it's more accessible for people. I th- yeah, that's a good you word for I mean? it, accessible, yeah. Like, you, you could, like someone could go from listening to Skillet 
to this. I don't know why you'd be listening to Skillet to begin with, but... Yeah, Christian Rock boys. You know what I mean? Like, it's just more accessible. It's not the brutality and all the blast beats and stuff. And I think what you were saying about the sound of it, I think the production quality of this record is fucking unreal. Mm. They're not doing the kind of things musically that I would like to hear, but... Like the yeah, the production of it's un, like it's insane. It's yeah. fucking really and that's well the done. Thing, and I think yeah. that's that's what they're going for. They want that that festival kind of sound. They want to create yeah. that at- atmosphere that you get from a live show, and they want that to be present in the record. Yeah. And and uh, bloody uh, Jeff Ling, the lead guitarist. My God, I don't know what he's done with the with his tones, but he's I just love it. I so love what he's doing with his lead guitar. His, yeah. yeah it's, and he's just the effects he's putting in there now. Like I'll have to look into it, but. He's just, I really love the lead tones he's got. He's, you know, gone gone from just being a kind of a, a shredder game. to a, yeah, like a yeah. shredder just to, you know, play really fast. He's kind of like this this beast of a guitarist now, and I love it. It's I mean, like, no, no one would have picked it at the time, but you could sort of see, even as far as Horizons, you could see that Jeff Ling and Luke Kilpatrick is the other guy because Jaira Khan is the bass player. Yeah. Um, Jeff and Luke were sort of like ahead of their, the bell curve for wherever they've been in the, in the, in the sort of point in time. Because Horizons had just fucking unreal riffing on it. Absolutely. Like, you know, and then Deep Blue had really good riffing on it and then Atlas and so on and so forth. So it's not like they've just sort of accidentally tripped and fallen and, mm. oh, now I can play guitar properly. It's just there was definitely an evolution. But I think your point is that with this one, they've really hit the apex of it. Yeah. Fair to say. Yeah. And they yeah. will, they'll probably improve and change their sound again hopefully, but it's also Winston himself touched on the fact that looking back, he wanted to progress, right? Every album he wanted to do something new, something different to show their showcase their skills and talent and that they're developing, you know. And his least favourite album now is apparently Killing With A Smile. Yeah. And his favourite album, obviously, is this latest one because for him it's a masterpiece, it's, it's emotional and it's got all this, everything he wanted to do and talk about is all in there and he's really proud of that and it's that, that's what, how he feels and it's funny for us to have a different feeling because of, you know, our points of view. Every, we don't agree everything's with what relative. Done. Like everyone's relative. Exactly. That's what I was getting yeah. at before. That's why I was asking, like, when did we get first get into Parkway? You got into them from the early days from the, the EP, onwards, yeah. yeah. And then what, what, yeah. what about you, Joel? Two thousand ten, I'd say probably. Yeah, and I got I got into them. Deep Blue. That I would have been like, hey, listen to Deep Blue or something else. Yeah. Like, I fucking hated yeah. Deep Blue. Then he gets a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, but then you got one of the songs tattooed on you. Yeah, <laughs> funny that, eh? I listened to the whole album, I was like, I fucking hated that. Like, there, there was one song I did like- Sarah fucking yeah. slaps. Like, so many of those songs fucking slap, but there was just, for some reason, that was like a low point in their career. Mm-hmm. I do understand what you're saying about them. Oh, sorry, it makes sense that they would say Killing With A Smile isn't their favourite record. This is like a four-star, I think. I remember seeing him do an interview where he's like, criticised his lyric writing, from Killing With A Smile, the whole, like, cry me a fucking river bitch and, like, that, that don't get me wrong, like, Romance is, they still play that live and it's a great song, but he's definitely sort of gone, okay, like, even on the record after that, he stepped up and went, I can write, like, big boy lyrics. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I, I love all the lyrics. For, like this, that sim- If you're angry and that simple lyric sometimes I, is yeah. fine. So if I, we- I love that record, but if you read the lyrics and you, li- like, read them out of context, not knowing what the music behind them was, it would come across a little angsty. Fair. Not okay. as angsty as that fucking nonsense from that fucking Adept song I missed two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to shit on it last week, so I'm shitting on it now. Um, yeah, they, they, they're they good, but because that record was so in your face and he was so angry and such a big delivery, you sort of just didn't think about 
No, they weren't all angsty, but you didn't sort of think about it. You just went, oh, fuck, you know, this is, oh, my God, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, sort of flailing around. Like, yeah, the delivery's got me shook. Yeah, yeah you know, you're at the Jammo Inn and there's like 50 people there and the room's <laughs> packed and there's a parkway on a stage that you can step onto and it's just, you know, massive energy and atmosphere, so. Um, look, I was going to say that, like, obviously all the band members are great, but when you see Parkway live, Winston himself, he's like this real charismatic enigma, right? He, yeah. The, a man of power and his vocals and his presence on stage is huge. It makes the show so much better. He's happy, makes you feel happy and engaged almost. Yeah. And is that, I think that's like a big part of how they've come so far, like what he's able to do on the stage, you know, and that delivering amazing shows time and time again to small crowds, large crowds, all crowds, you know. Yeah. It's So having seen them back in the day in a really small venue and then watching them play the Metro Theatre, we talked about this in the Polaris episode because I was there for that um, 10 Years of Horizons tour. Yeah. Like, th- their energy has just gotten better. Like, I saw them in Wodonga as well with a friend a couple of years ago, and, like, their energy on stage is massive. There are three guitarists, Luke, Jaya, and Jeff. Jeff. They're, like, they're just jumping around the whole time, grinning from fucking ear to ear. Like, they're grinning like the, the cat that swallowed the fucking canary, you know what I mean? Like, never a dull moment with those guys. They're always just, like, they all look like they're super happy to be there in a really sort of genuine way. That's like good. I've seen them probably 10 times and not once have I come off the, the out of the pit going, mm. uh, they didn't really have it today. Because even if the sound wasn't great, their energy makes up for it. Yeah. It's just, that's the kind of band they are. Yeah. And they've been, um, it's been a pretty stable lineup too and I think that's indicative of the fact that they're, they're all mates. They love they have, what they're doing. Yeah. They've got that, that brotherhood. Um, I think it's only Jaya might have come on for Horizons. No, no, no. So there's out. actually, on, on the on the DVD, this is a little bit of info for Okay, you. here we go. On the Parkway Drive DVD, which is actually on YouTube because people love to pirate shit, um, they had a guy called Sean Cash who was their bass player beforehand. Now, I think there was a guy before him. They've only ever replaced a bass player. So they, Sean Cash took over from this guy, I believe, and then he had to quit the band just before they went on tour for Killing With A Smile in Europe, mm. right? Um, and Jaya was actually their merch dude who mm. didn't know how to play bass. So they, I think he, was, he was a guitarist, they, wasn't he? No. He had no musical talent whatsoever. What? They taught yeah. him how to play bass for that for that tour. like, And they've got footage on the DVD of him like pl- trying to play and like dropping his pick and they're all just like, sh- like putting heat on him and shit. So um, that is insane. Well. Yeah, I don't, he, look, he may have been like done, played a little bit of guitar or whatever. I'm not going to say he was completely musically talentless. That shouldn't say that. But yeah, they said that they had to teach him how to play the bass guitar for the tour because it was like their maiden overseas voyage. They didn't have a plan, like no label, no sponsorship. They were playing shows to like 50 people. They were just trying to get gigs wherever they could sleeping in a van and shit like that. So it was a really big thing for them. It sounds so precarious. And I yeah. think a lot of bands, maybe you stumble there and fucking that's the end of you. Well, that's, that was the Bankrupt. same as the Horizons tour. Oh, no, that sorry, that tour, because that's what Five Months from Horizons is written about. Because that was back when mobile phones were a thing, so. Five Months without talking to his girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he basically, like, he would have to, like, try and tell his family when to have her over so he could ring the landline from, like, a payphone somewhere in fucking Western Europe or whatever. Fuck. Yeah. So, and you know, they, they said... A lot of nights they just sleep outside because they're all you know coasty boys and stuff. So, but yeah, that was that was where their bass player come from. And like you say, they've been this really tight unit um, since then. Yeah, and they are all surfy boys from Byron Bay, right? Correct. Which yeah. is mm-hmm. the furthest eastern point in Australia for your little geography lesson in the midst of this <laughs> history lesson. <laughs> no, I didn't just tell. Um, so, and it's cool that you know there's probably a stereotype around people that come from the beach areas and that. 
and they they're just fucking like massive metal juggernauts now. It's amazing. Ian Hart Swag's another band from Byron Bay as well. There you go. They're yep. pretty good too. Yep. All right, Daniel, go ahead. You got a fuckload of notes there, man. Let's hear oh, them. Fun fact on the um, actually, I don't know if it's a fact. Let's let's say let's say three star. I just heard it on the grapevine. Lots of people have told me this, but I think I might have read about an article about it on the internet somewhere. But uh, so their name, the name Parkway Drive, comes from a street where they yep. either lived on or where they yep. where they Seen would it. hang out a lot. Yeah, and they. Um, I believe that was the drummer's in, parents' house. There we go. Yeah, yeah. lived on Parkway Drive, and they're like, oh, they obviously like to use it for their name. They couldn't come up with a name, yeah, and okay, they did want go. something edgy or like gory. Yeah. No. And then um, also obviously unlike, worked out for Unlike them. I Killed the Prong Queen, whose <laughs> first name was Child Left Burning. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, and the fans uh, would keep going to steal the street sign for it's, Parkway It's Drive. like 11 feet off the ground now, and it's basically yeah. welded on. And I've there. heard they've actually they've actually painted to stop this as like a backup. Yeah. <laughs> they've actually painted uh, the, the street name on the on the road. Because yeah, you can't steal yeah. road paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just comes along and does a skit on it. <laughs> it's on my tyres. Quick, leave. <laughs> but there we go. Um, but anyway, we should probably get back to the song itself. Yeah, talk about the song. Um, so you, yeah, go ahead. Look, it's um, – I think we've talked about the sound quite a bit and how they've evolved, and I think that's evident in this, in this song. Um, I read in an interview – uh, Winston stated that this was the first song they wrote for Reverence. Oh, fair enough. And I think that's kind of fitting because the song itself, it's about kind of, you know, not um, not sticking with the norm, not caving to, you know, the, the external pressure of people being what they think you should be and just being the person you want to be and, and breaking out of You, you can basically read, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can basically read those lyrics and think that is him saying, fuck anybody that doesn't like what we're doing now. Yeah. That's him just going, I'm done. I don't give yeah. a fuck anymore. I really don't care. Like, yeah. people didn't like Aya, fuck you. Yeah. You didn't like Atlas, fuck you. You don't like this, fuck you also. And he we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. We're, like, they're yeah. all in their like mid late thirties now, they're just like fuck it. We're just going to keep doing what we want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the impression that I get in a nutshell from those. Yeah, he actually said that in this same interview. He said that's what this song's about, and he said, "True, you know, get ready because this is going to be different." Fair enough, because I kind of like you know I've heard the song a bunch of times, and I did read the lyrics, and for a certain from a certain angle, you could think that it's like someone being like, "Oh, you don't want to see my dark side. I'm scary." Some cringy shit like, like that. Flexing, yeah, yeah, but it could also I could also sounds like it's just dealing with your demons or what people are saying to you and just dealing with that in your I'm sure you can be angry about it but you don't have to be a dickhead about it and just still this is how he's you know because yeah when I read them I was I sort of thought you know they I, I realised the sort of they would have been getting a lot of criticism over the course of whatever they've been doing for the last three records but in my subconscious mind Parkway is a band that is loved by all and Revered and revered by all, like but hated anyone, by the media. Why, well, no, like why would anyone ever criticize them? You know, yeah. you have that sort of like subconscious impression, and you kind of don't see the way things can be. So yeah, they probably would have. They, I know they've copped a lot of hate. I used to be one of those fuckheads. It was like, no, Horizons was the best one. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to do that voice on air. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I for a while I was, you know, people just need to recognize, like we've talked about before. Um, Bands evolve, bands change. Their personal preferences change. Tough shit. They're not going to match yours forever. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, you know, they, yeah, you have that subconscious thought of, you know, continue. No, look, I'm just scrolling through my notes here, but I basically agree with with both you guys there, and especially you, Julian. I think you've uh, you've you've nailed it there in terms of the the lyrical meaning um, and. 
It's, uh, look, it's, where, where do I begin? But it's, uh, for me, like, it, it really stood out for me straight away. This was the first song. Listen, I listened to the album. I remember the first time I listened to this. Um, it was, uh, I just woke up really early that morning and then I remembered that the album had been released. I was like, hell yeah, I'm just going to lie in bed. And it was still dark outside. It was real kind of eerie, just really quiet around me. And I just popped my headphones in and, and blasted the album. And I was digging it. And when I got to shadow boxing, I like, just straight away, it just blew my mind. Like I was almost in tears listening to it. And I think because it, it hits really, uh, really close to home for me personally with a lot of experiences that I've been through with, you know, people kind of saying, don't do this. No, that's stupid. Do the safe thing. Do the comfortable thing. Like, you know, you'll, you'll do well in the, you know, just stick in your little bubble and you'll be okay. And then, you know, there have been times where I've had to say, fuck that and break free of that. And, and so this song sort of really, um, yeah, really. And that's how you relate to music to sometimes. Yeah. Like that personal connection. That's right. And actually the same thing yeah. for me this album. I listened to it when the, the day it came out and I thought, I don't like it. I don't like any of it. And you messaged me and you said, try shadow boxing. I like shadow boxing is good. And I listened to it and sure enough, it grew on me. And I, I do love it specifically now. It is quite a good song now that I've grown to like it, Julian. Yeah. It, like a rash, it kind of just grew on me. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to keep going. I want, I want to know more about the song. Well, um, so going back to the, the lyrics, I think we've sort of, we've pretty much picked up on the theme. They sort of, Winston kind of reiterates that differently in di- throughout different verses, I believe. Um, couple of really killer lines in there. But, um, yeah, I think it's about kind of – I think one that stands out to me is uh, all my life I've been told the same old, don't don't step out, don't test the mould. Yeah. Um, we know you're kind. We know you're so much better than you know yourself. Thanks, yeah, Mum. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think it's, it's just – it's really – that's what got me. It's a really inspiring song. Like, oh, it's I, not the I heaviest up, song. Sorry, I looked up Joel Pointing lyrics. I thought it actually said, thanks, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck, did I miss that? Uh, <laughs> but I think um, no, I lost my train of thought. But Sorry. <laughs> you derailed it. But, but it's uh, it's a really inspiring song. Um, not just not just in terms of the the sound and the and that build up like creates that 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 vibe that energy that really um, gives you a bit of a lift. Yeah. Um, another real passionate song. Yeah, yeah, another real passionate song. Absolutely. But I think the the lyrics sort of tie into that really well too. And. Um, yes, it is kind of inspiring and it it's encouraging. Like obviously it's Winston sort of expressing himself, talking about himself and his, whether it be a band and his band, the sorry, Parkway and his music kind of stepping into that new kind of uh, new era, that new level that they're going for um, or if it's more personal than that too, I don't know, but it's uh, something that I think um, – is very accessible. You know, Unfortunately, the I couldn't very get an interview with them the to make them, you know, clarify some of these things. But <laughs> One day. Otherwise, otherwise no, I agree. That's okay. <laughs> I um, Just a random thought I had when you were talking about uh, the sort of influences for this. It could be, you know, the band or like him personally, I think. So I don't know why I just remembered this. A while back, I remember seeing an interview. Um, someone was interviewing Sean Cran, who's the clown from Slipknot, mm-hmm. right? And... Um, he was talking about Corey Taylor and he used the term LSD, which is short for lead singer's disease. Uh, and he sort of talked a bit about like, you know, how it's difficult to be the lead singer. And it really, I really stopped and thought, went, you know what? Like, I feel like that would be a huge thing in any like successful lead singer's life because you are the voice of the band and a lot of times you are the face. Like, yeah. you know, people don't know who the guitarists are half as often as they know who the singer is. Do you know what I mean? Or the vocalist is. So everything's sort of, 
rides on you, even if one of the other band members is writing the lyrics for you, your delivery, your like live delivery, studio delivery, your personality, your interactions with the crowd really influences people in the short and very long term as well. You know what I mean? Like I've known some, I've seen some singers that are just like, they're just boring live. Mm. And then like Winston McCall, full of beans live. He's, so, he's great. You know, it, it, could, yeah. it could very much be him like sort of looking at himself as well, like yeah. we sort of talked about last week. So introspective. I think that's, yeah, introspective. I saw um, just this morning actually, so it's good timing, but I saw, uh, they were thinking they were playing Crushed at a Bloodstock Festival, the one I mentioned earlier, they were headlining it. Mind you, the headlining of a band's like uh, Anthrax here. So it's a a big deal. Okay. (laughs) And um, that's up there. Yeah. And Anthrax, you know, pretty, never been like at that Metallica Iron Maiden kind of level, but they've been up there for many years. Um, So Parkway to be headlining over them is phenomenal. But anyway, they were they were playing Crushed uh, at Bloodstock, which is a UK festival, and there were just flames going the entire song, pyro going crazy, and then and you know that's going to be that's fucking hot, hot right? Yeah. And then yeah. Winston's just there the whole time, like he's growling through the whole thing. Obviously, you can tell he's at that point in the gig where he's starting to struggle, but he just keeps powering through it, and he's just head banging and jumping up and down and enticing the crowd. He just he gets right into it, and whether you like the direction, whether you know people, the fans tend to like the direction they're going in that's debatable but you can tell that they like it and they dig it and they're feeling it and they yeah, display and that's that too, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, I think in that fucking moment because I think live shows are as important if not more important than records and I know that's kind of paradoxical to say but I think in those moments that's the best part of it when the fans are having fun and it's all going on and it's only like it's like 45 minutes to an hour of just fucking chaos and you come out of it that's the best part of it. That's what it's all about, really. It's yeah. the culmination yeah. of the product and you like your journey with the band. Like you find the band, find a record, listen to it, love it, decide to go see them, see them, and that's it. Yeah, everything it. like it's, leads up to this yeah. moment, like this massive like emotional release for you and the band as well. And yeah. I think I don't know, I don't want to sound too selfy, but yeah, for for me and a lot of other people, definitely it's that it's like it is an emotional release. It's a um, a release of emotion, I guess, when you see that band live because, you know, like you, you work to pay for the tickets and then you work through the weeks and then the weekends go by and you're like, right, it's this weekend, it's coming up and then all of a sudden, bang, it hits you and you're like, oh, fuck, and then it just goes again. You know, yeah. and like all of a sudden the, the band's walking off stage and they're done and you have this sort of like relaxing. And you're covered in sweat and you, but you, mm. you're still buzzing and you can't yeah. feel your legs and, smoke and your glasses alarm are broken. The, <laughs> smoke alarm yeah, at the yeah. UC yeah. refectory goes off, <laughs> they're pyro, whoops. Oh, they're, um, they're fucking pyro. Um, set off the in Wodonga, the, the venue called the Cube. Oh, they, really? They, I think they had pyro, yeah, like something set off the fire alarm. Yeah. Did you so have they, to evacuate? Uh, they didn't want to. They were pretty adamant that they weren't going to, but they also said, we aren't going to disobey the fire marshal because they're all pretty sensible dudes. Um, but he's like, we want to play more songs for you, which was a, a thing to him. But yes, so <laughs> they almost had to evacuate the building. So mm. it didn't happen in the end, but it was one of those things. All the stage lights go off, house lights turn on. And everyone's like, oh, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> and you, like, for a fraction of a second, I heard Winston scream without a mic. Oh, was Before, everyone just went, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, he was, yeah. Still savage? Still sounded okay? Oh, it, was like, it, was like, it was like a tiny little, I just heard it. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, usually we kind of touch on like similar, like good songs by the band and, you know, similar bands like last week we did because everyone knows Slipknot. Maybe not everyone knows Parkway Drive. So I'll give you guys one song by them that people should listen to and maybe if you can think of a band that is similar that they should listen to as well if they're into their sound. 
if you guys want to share that with Ooh, me. One song. Yeah. Um, I'll go. I'll go first. Go. I'll pick one off Reverence, and then I'm guessing Julian will want to pick an older one. So I'll, yeah. I'm going to say um, uh, Kronos. Okay, that it's, is another one of their new sound. Yeah. Yep. And it's uh, I think it's the second last track on Reverence, and it is one once again really sums up I think the direction they've taken this album in, um, and it's uh, just the sound. And this is where Jeff Ling's lead guitar really shines. Okay. Um, you can really. It's just there's something about it, like just you just like sit down, headphones, listen to it, drift off, and you're like, "What the hell is going on right now?" It's just it's a really eerie kind of feeling listening to that song. But so yeah, it's a it's a beast of a song. It's really really cool. Um, Dig it. And um, one thing I just wanted to quickly mention about shadow boxing too. Sorry, we've got to give a shout out to our mate uh, Daniel Myers in the US. He wanted to mention his favorite part of this song when we did eventually came around to doing this podcast. He his favorite part is when everything stops. He, he anticipate like he listens in anticipation for the part in this song where it just builds up. I think it's just after the uh, the bridge, um, and everything kind of stops, and then Winston just belts out this brief but powerful scream, and then just finishes. It's with loud. Another, it's like a punch yeah. in the face. Yes, yeah. and they and they have stops at the end too. Um, you know the I try just like just everything just stops suddenly, and once once again it's just a as that whole kind of uh, theatrical and. Atmosphere, that, that yeah. big sort of atmosphere. And you're hitting both ends of the spectrum of yeah. sound, like extreme noise and dead silence. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's quite, it's almost jarring. But it's yeah, confronting, it's, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. You feel yeah. it. Anyway, so that was my call out to that. But yeah. Shout out to our fans in the US. <laughs> Daniel Myers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Julian. Boneyards. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's just because it is a big mosh pit kind of song, right? And it's got a great ending. Yes. Well, I mean, it's a toss up. It's either Boneyards or Idols and Anchors. Coincidentally, they're next to each other on the on the record. They're both from Horizons. Um, I would say Boneyards because it's just such a massive song and it's so well revered, like the biggest fucking breakdown known to man it's a at the end of that song. song. Yeah, it's, really yeah, it's like getting run over by a, a fucking Abrams tank. Yeah. Idols and Anchors, I wanted to pick because I want, I'll just pick either one. Uh, Idols and Anchors was definitely a song where you can see the flair that Daniel has talked about with the music music element of the, the guitar work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Boneyards was still good, but it's like blast beats, breakdown, fucking D-beat, like just circle pit, chaos, Winston telling you to punch someone in the face, Crafter doing a stage dive on the DVD, like the whole nine yards is going on. But Idols was definitely where they, they stepped up their game and said, we can write sick riffage. But I'm just going to say Boneyards. Um, Joel. So I will say, for me, we'll go back to the, one of their first albums. We'll say the song "Smoke 'Em" if you got them. Oh, because hang on, old smoke 'em or new smoke 'em? Uh, new, the, okay. the newest one. The reason being, it's it's very simple. All the elements of the song are very simple. The guitar is quite simple. It's all done very well. The lyrics are simple. The screams are that you know that basic really style we talk about. kind of sound. Yep, quite yeah, quite loud and just using your diaphragm to support all the yeah that usual style, but. It is still, in a way, like a type of... It was ahead of its time, almost a masterpiece in a way back then because it's just brutal delivery in a simple form. So I really like that. And if you were going to listen to Old Parkway, maybe that's somewhere to go. It had fucking tapping, like finger tapping on it. Yeah. Like a debut record in the air, like the birth of metalcore, like the melting pot, <coughs> they had finger tapping. Yeah. Awesome. You know? Excellent. It all worked out like a song. It's a yeah. really good song. Um, and I guess we can't really compare bands to them but the similar sound you can just say or well, the genre itself mm. but now that they've evolved you can't really put a band with them they're almost having that, that slip yeah, thing I don't know that there's any record they've done 
that you could say, because I was going to say August Burns Red, but August Burns Red is a band that have had a very consistent, like they've evolved, by and large they've evolved by their own admission at at, at the least, but they still have, like you listen to Phantom Anthem and then you go back and listen to Messages and obviously the production is different, but you are very much listening to an August Burns Red record. Yeah, August Burns Red are quite similar to Parkway. They're just a little bit more melodic in some aspects. Both very talented bands, but very different. Um, Would you agree? I completely agree, yeah. And I um, will touch on a, maybe a smaller band because I, okay. the whole point for me is to share smaller bands with the world and people. Yeah. A band called Converge, I'm pretty sure they're from America. They are a very similar style to Parkway. Okay. Maybe not where Parkway's going, but if you do like old Parkway, that's a band that is right. in that vein. Go. I've got yep. one. I can contribute to that, actually. Yeah, if you could. A mate of mine like a week ago hit me up at work and said, oh, if you like old Parkway, like Killing yeah. the Smile era, a band called Skybinder. Skybinder, okay, cool. They've put out a. They, I think they're from they're from Europe somewhere. Um, I forget. They've put out like one record. They don't have a huge following, but it's got a pretty like big breakdown count. But it's got that kind of like riffage with breakdowns, but like still solid riffage that Killing with a Smile definitely had, and that nice sort of I uh, like late two thousands, early twenty tens metalcore sound. Yeah. So. They're, they're, they're trauma and trials, or trials and trauma, I gotcha. believe it's called. Did you want to say some more stuff? Don't you? Yeah, do you want I'll, me to push I'll, you into the? No, okay. I'll talk about the um, similar bands as well. Um, not really that similar, but there's definitely an influence there. Killswitch Engage, but I think we mentioned this a while back. But Adam D from Killswitch actually produced Horizons and Deep right? Blue, I believe. And wow. Deep Blue, there we go. Yeah. And if you listen to something like. Um, and he did a he did, the, he did a guitar solo at the start of Breaking Point. Oh, he did that that's one. A th- that's ah. a thirty-five second Adam D special. That's funny because I remember um, when we went and saw uh, the Ten Year Horizons tour. I went to the Tivoli at Brisbane, and that was uh, one of the that was the first tour that where Jeff had um, played that solo, that intro yeah. solo. Um, in like the first time he played it in years or something, he used to hate playing it live. So obviously, yeah, he didn't write it. Did That's he butcher why. it? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he nailed it. He nailed yeah. it. But um, yeah, that makes sense. It's got Adam D written all over it, kind of thing. It does. But just um, sorry, just quickly to touch yeah. on that tour. Mm. What we were talking about before their stage presence. I wanted to mention that I went and saw that. Uh, and like people can say that they've they've changed their sound or they've sold out or whatever. They were pitch perfect for that record. Mm. They because it's it's definitely a metalcore record and they're not a metalcore band anymore. They fucking nailed that. They like and they, they had the same intensity playing those songs ten years later than when they did ten years before. Watching them play to like three hundred people at a youth center. Yeah. So it was it, again. It sort of speaks to their their skill. But you were saying, yeah. Um, but just uh, with that kill switch and um, Parkway relationship, I think if you look at the on on Horizon specifically, so more so the older stuff, but Horizons because that was produced by Adam D. Like we said, Adam D. Um, our man, he's the man. He probably get, gets a mention like every two or three podcasts, I reckon, Adam D. That's a but- new rule. No mentioning Adam D. <laughs> popular bands. Don't say the S word. <laughs> um, and if you look, listen to the riffage in, say, say, Rose of Sharon and you listen to the riffage in Idols and Anchors, there's some similarities oh, true, there. Right? With the progressions in the songs <laughs> too. You can, you can really, if you listen closely, you can hear some um, interesting kind of similarities between the two bands. Completely different bands at the end of the day, but there's some, definitely a little touch of an influence there. I'd love sure. to hear who influenced mm. Parkway, if anybody, but like straight from Well, band. I think they, they, I read that it was bands, there was a mixture of bands from like uh, Slayer to 
Iron Maiden to The Offspring. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's funny though. Yeah, Very popular bands. In, yeah. Mm. Hey, uh, before we get into the bangs, Joel. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you wanted to. You go. Uh, the MVPs. I'll right, say let's, let's, let, let's let you do it because I've got no idea, but okay. I want to hear what you think. Like the most valuable well, part for of me, this song. And again, this is going to come as a surprise. It's Winston. Right? Oh, so okay. the, the vocal, the vocals, the vocal delivery. Because you're a singer yourself, so. Well, not really, but you know. But Daniel's a singer. I'm not a singer. He I'm can a hit singer. a note. <laughs> I'm a backup vocalist. You're a, you're a singer like I sound like I've swallowed a pint of gravel. <laughs> you're a singer. All right, all right. Okay, but um, I, it's the his vocal delivery and the build-up that I talked about, the progression from going from um, like the uh, the melodic singing into the more aggressive style talking and then kind of explodes in the choruses and then towards the end of the song just lets loose. But the lyrics too, like the lyrics just really just- Show how far he's come. Oh, they show how far he's come. And but they're just, yeah. yeah, I can relate so much. Hey, the lyrics just, it, everything just kind of tied in together with the, the vocals and the lyrics. It so was thanks fantastic. for existing, Winston. That's what I'm hearing yeah. again this week. What a ledge. Are we allowed to say that word? Ledge? <laughs> so the thing is, next week, guys, we're not going to talk about a big popular band, are we? No. Excellent. So stay tuned for that. But let's move into the most important part of the show, the bangs. Now, we're not, Julian's- we're not doing MVP anymore. Oh, no, do you want oh, to tell someone Julian? what you thought? I just Ben Gordon, for the sole purpose of in the second verse, there's like a really big pause of the music, and he does two little taps on the open hi-hats, open and closes them. That's it. Schmick. <laughs> <laughs> to the point. I, I hate spoken word vocals. I've never liked them. We've talked about them before from like the old, like post-hardcore and emo days. I didn't like them then. I don't like them now. But like I said earlier, Parkway are an amazing band, so I'm not going to hold that against them. It's a personal they're using uh, They're using something that I don't personally like across the board. So it would be unethical of me to criticize them solely for that. Yeah, beauty. Um, MVP use, use something, Joel. done. No, look. Nothing because I don't know. At the start of the song, there's a little bit of sliding up and down the frets on the guitar. That's it. It's cool. <laughs> Brings you into you don't know what you're coming into because it's it's like we talked about last week. It's simple, but it hooks you. Yeah, it's it, it does not show you what you were getting into at the start of the song with the guitar, and I think it's pretty cool. Um, so look, the bangs. I want you to go first, Julian, so we can start low. <laughs> 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 oh, dude, I'm getting, feeling so much hate. Um, yeah, this is the opinionated part of the podcast, right? Yeah. Six. Six. Fuck me, that's high. Do I, I'll go now. Five and a half then. <laughs> Five and a Five. half. Five. Oh, it's, uh, like, it's, like, like, <laughs> it's like a reverse option. I'm going to go six. I don't want to shit on them. I have a lot of respect for these guys, musically, professionally. They're Australian as well, but it's just yeah, this one isn't my jam. I've outlined that pretty clearly this episode, but yeah, that's for me. It doesn't bang that much, but, but I mean, Pina gets a stiffy thinking about it. So, <laughs> I mean, like, I respect that it bangs for other people. So yeah, it just doesn't that's bang for me. My favorite thing about it is like some other people love this, yep. and it's amazing to them. And that's one of my favorite parts about music. And for me, like I said, it's a standout song of the album for me because of it just is. I don't know. Got to listen to the album more. I'm gonna go seven. I know that's pretty low. It's like it's a great song, but it's not quite a masterpiece personally. Yeah. And if you don't listen to it, you're not fucking ruining your life because of it, you know? I'm going to give it a solid nine out of ten. Nice. Boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 
for me, I, when I was sort of doing a bit of reflection, I like to do that at the end of each year. I like to name like my top five songs or top five albums of the year. Um, I don't know if you, I think you've done something similar in the past. Yep. Have you, Joel? Yeah. Um, and we'll this, was, this was my number one song that was released last year. True. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, I, um, yeah, like I said, got me straight away. Normally songs have to grow on me. This one just got me straight away uh-huh. and I, I still like it. And it was my favourite song on the album when I first listened to it. Listening to it in the car trip over here, still my favourite song on the album. So, And what is Shadow Boxing, boys? Uh, it's just boxing against the Invisible Man. Yeah. yeah. Or just I think if you. On the spot, uh, throwing punches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, fighting. There you go. Um, anyone else want to say something important before I dribble shit about where to contact us? Someone <laughs> no. else want to talk about I think we've been going for long enough. This is probably our longest episode so far. Fuck me. If you're still here at this stage. Fantastic. Talk to us on Twitter for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> at the Bangers List, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, Bangers List, same shit, whatever. And hopefully next week, boys, we'll be talking about a small band and maybe look into some interviews and stuff, all right? Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Peace. Yeah, Thanks, fellas. Oh, yeah. Fuck me. Ooh, ooh, star. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>